So we're radically changing the format of the podcast for 101, right? Yeah. What do, what do you want to do? Battle Royale style. 100 people. All in. Last man standing wins. Howdy, it's Tuesday, June 18th, 2019, and this is episode 101 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? So, what's good is not Atlantic City related. To start, most of this episode will be Atlantic City related, but I am now in the first day of Vegas Lent. 40 days until I leave for Las Vegas. So what are you uh, giving up? I see that you do not listen to the Five Hundred by Midnight <laughs> podcast because Vegas Lent, to bring up the Urban Dictionary definition, is a term for the period 40 days prior to a trip to Las Vegas, typically used to prepare by drinking, practicing your gambling strategy, and creating Excel spreadsheets of what you want to do and where. <laughs> so do you, have you given up your uh, drink limits and just let it all go? Uh, that seems like the smart thing to do, right? Is to mm-hmm. just have tolerance at an all-time high. Yep. When I get to Vegas. That's not what I'm going to do, because that would be ridiculous. Just because the amount of drinking I would do between now and then. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> it's not healthy. I was thinking about it today, and I was like, what I should really be doing is trying to like lose 10 pounds between now and then. What? That's, why? That doesn't make any so sense. So I can look good at the pool that I'm not going to go to. Yes. <laughs> Blind everyone with the reflection off my fluorescent body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of ridiculous ideas, it's only slightly less ridiculous than just getting a vasectomy before you go. <laughs> Which is a good good idea for some people. Just no yes. good argument. No. <laughs> so the, the first thing that happened that I did for my preparation is that I got a copy of The Outsider's Guide to Las Vegas, Tim Dressen's book from 500 by Midnight. So I'll be reading that and preparing. And I posted that in the Facebook group, the 500 Facebook group which I've joked before that everyone is in. And my cousin liked the post because he is in the group, unbeknownst to me. So that was funny. That was great. I know he's not in our group. I guess he doesn't listen to Do For Win, the Atlantic City. Only 500 by midnight. Yeah, I don't. he's never been to Atlantic City, I don't think. Maybe he's been once. I think he goes to Vegas a lot. Mm. Anyways, that's what's exciting. Other than that we just got back from Atlantic City. Keep us updated on your plans, whether it be giving up your drink limit or losing 10 pounds. Either I'll way, do, the neither of those things. Know. I'll probably gain 10 pounds. <laughs> By giving up your drink limit? Yeah. Seems smart. That's probably the way to go. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't eat anything and you're not drinking ahead of time and you go the first day and you're eating, like, you know, fat burger and a big ridiculous dinner, you're just going to feel awful the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 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 just as a spoiler, we'll talk about feeling awful the next day later on in the podcast. <laughs> it all ties together. <laughs> so in 2001, uh, there was a $90 million renovation to Boardwalk Hall, along with the debut of the AC Boardwalk Bullies ECHL hockey team. How long did they last, Craig? Five years, I think. Five? Hmm. Maybe six. They had pretty good jerseys. Not, not as good as the Atlantic City Seagulls. Do you have one? No. Do you have any Atlantic City jerseys at all? No, I really should get the Seagulls jersey, but they're like very expensive. We've discussed this. They're yeah, the Seagulls. Yes, they're yeah, like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's kind of what an authentic NHL jersey costs now. But anyways, yeah, no, it's still still a lot, too much for something I would <sighs> literally never wear. 
The AC Expressway Connector Tunnel opened, which is the road you take from the expressway to the marina, which was great. And I think it actually took quite a long time for that to get built. Uh, do you want to... Looks like you've read War from the Shore. They talk about this quite a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, it really is kind of the focal point of the book. I mean, the book is mainly about Steve Wynn's project in the marina and this fight to get this connector tunnel done with the state and the city and trying to get the residents on his side. Uh, so that book's by Skip Bronson. It's pretty interesting. Um, and then, obviously, we know that Steve Wynn didn't build a property there because he sold to MGM uh, pretty much right after this got okayed, I think, like all the approvals got done. So that's what led to the Borgata. Yeah. Obviously, Borgata does well. <laughs> Remember when we started talking about Atlantic City, really, initially, there was the plans to build the uh, the property between uh, Borgata and Harrah's. Does not seem to be those plans anymore. Yes, right. Wasn't that going to be MGM Grand? Atlantic I think it was City? MGM. It was an yeah. MGM property. Yeah. yeah, pretty sure. Um, I mean, it was definitely MGM, but I can't remember if it was branded MGM Grand. Mm-hmm. It was going to be gigantic. Didn't happen. It was going to be big. <laughs> it absolutely did not. Uh, also, the bowling alley at the showboat closed. Devastating. Big way for the buffet and coffee shop, which sounds way less cool than the bowling alley. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Hmm. It was no longer the Showboat Resort Casino and Bowling Center, or whatever the name was. Yeah. I mean, it stands out. That's something that would have been different. And non-gambling attraction, a legit non-gambling attraction, mm-hmm. gone. I'm surprised so have... Trop or somebody hasn't put in a bowling alley. Trop would make a lot of sense. Yeah, Trop has all kinds of weird stuff. They have, everything. they have IMAX, they've got like escape rooms, they've got just everything under the sun. I'm surprised they don't have a bowling alley. They should get on that. So what happened in 1901? Nothing good. I couldn't find anything. I mean, I found some stuff about, like, Captain Young of Young's Million Dollar Pier bought an apartment complex. Like, that was it. I couldn't really find anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in searching, all that Google wanted to tell me is that the Atlantic City bus terminal, which I am a frequent visitor, is at 1901 Atlantic oh, Avenue. Oh, are you swing through. You've never departed the bus at no, the no. bus terminal, right? No, but I sit there for five or ten minutes mm. every single trip. And think about your life and all of the choices that led you to sit at the AC bus terminal. It's pretty much what you do at the Atlantic City bus terminal. I've walked by it many times. I on Atlantic or Pacific or whatever it is. Probably Pacific. You probably wouldn't yeah, have spent Pacific. too much time on Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so that's the year stuff. <laughs> no, nineteen oh one, real downer. Nothing, nothing good. Nothing, nothing, nothing good. So yeah, let's let's talk about our trip. Let's kind of jump into it. So how do you, how do you want to do this? I feel like we've done chronological a bunch bunch of times. Let's go through some categories instead because we don't need to talk about like from ten to ten oh eight. We walk down the boardwalk, holding hands, holding hands. Yes. Uh, so we had sort of a weird setup where I was in Hard Rock, you booked for yourself in. Tropicana North Tower, and you booked a room mm-hmm. for Taylor, our friend Taylor, in Bally's Dennis Tower. Te- technically, I, yes, I did book Bally's Dennis Tower, but I booked Hard Rock, and when I called him, just like, please not West Tower. That was what I booked. You booked Tropicana, you mean? Tropicana, yes. not West Tower. And you did not get West Tower. I did not. I got North, which North is perfectly acceptable. Have you been in North before? I don't think I ever yeah, have. Yeah, No, no, no. We, I was in North, like, two trips ago. You were in my room. Ah. Well... Recently renovated, right? Everything there is recent, mm, fairly recently renovated. I don't think so. I think the most recent renovation actually has been in the South Tower, which I've never stayed in. Oh, huh. So, fine room? It, it was perfectly acceptable. It was spacious. 
So you keep ending up in Tropicana. Uh, every time. Are you fine with that, or are you trying to break away from that? It's perfectly okay. It's I like everything about Tropicana except the casino, which I think sucks, but... <laughs> uh, that's not a huge downer for you, that you're like staying I, in a place where you don't want to gamble? It is, but I don't know. They give me a free room every time, no matter what. That's true. Whenever I want. I have seven night of weeks free rooms right now at Trop. No, I don't have that anywhere else, except for CET, but... So, speaking of CET, how about that Bally, Bally's Dentist Tower room? Yeah, it was great. It so, was, I didn't stay there, but I technically stayed there, according to the system. So, it's it was an odd... It was like an L-shaped room, right? Sort of. Uh, well, I, it was went big, in, I went in for like one second. Uh, you probably can describe it better than me. It was a big square, but the bathroom was a smaller square, making the actual living space an L. Uh, so, it was sort of like a bed, and then... Deep in the leg of the L was the TV. And then just, like, nothing. Like, no furniture. Very sparse. And definitely dated. And I went in and I was like, what does this window look out on? And I opened the curtains and it was just, like, frosted glass. Because they clearly didn't want you to see what was there. Except up in the corner, the, like, whatever cling for the window was, like, peeled away. And you could see that it was just a wall, like, two feet away. Mm -hmm. So that was the Dennis Tower room. It was... You know, if it was just me and I just needed a room on a Friday night, I would be fine with it. But yeah, all I remember, I would not be so excited I was, about it. <laughs> I was just in there when I checked in, like I said, for literally 15 seconds. But I thought it looked perfectly acceptable. I'd, I've never actually stayed in the dentist tower before, but I would have had no problem staying there. I would put it like a notch below perfectly acceptable. <laughs> it was perfectly acceptable. It's far better than the Bally's Tower. And the Bally's Tower rooms are better bigger. than the Forum Tower as well. How's that for a hot take? You think it's better than the current form tower? Yeah. It's definitely not as like nicely No, no. Done. The, like the accoutrements of uh, the form tower are nicer, but it's a worse place to be. Yes, I think I would definitely pick Dennis Tower over form tower for multiple reasons. Mostly those rooms are just like paper thin walls in the form mm. tower and like super small. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm with you on that. So I was in Hard Rock in the South Tower for the third time in a row. I think that's my last three nights in Atlantic City have all been in the Hard Rock South Tower. Did you love it? I do love it. And they they love you? They gave you comps? I did not have them? Yeah, I was very surprised that they they gave me comps. I don't know if that's going to dry up this time. I did earn more comp dollars this time than I did on my last trip, so maybe. I I mean, I doubt I'll get summer weekends, but maybe next fall I'll, I'll go back to getting weekends. So Yeah. Uh, I do. I really like the room. At some point, I'm going to need to stay in the North Tower, right? Which was the old Chairman Tower. But I don't know. I, I never ask, and they just keep putting me in the South Tower, which is fine. Really good view. If you follow Win on Twitter, which you should be, uh, I posted multiple pictures of the view looking south on the boardwalk overlooking Steel Pier and all that stuff. Pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Happy about that. Yeah. Anyway, I think all three rooms perfectly acceptable. Yours was probably actually nice, though I didn't go in it. But the other two were just fine. It was exactly the same as my other two hard rock rooms. Yep. Um, well, I better do than probably either mm-hmm. of the last two. Should we talk about some eating and drinking? Sure. You should start since you got there before me. Yes, I got there a full, I don't know, 12 hours before you, I guess. Yeah. I got in at like 12.30 or something like that. Oh, no, no. It was like 11.30. So anyway, uh, we didn't do anything for 
dinner the first night because it was so late and we ate before that. But uh, Taylor and I met up for Casa Taco and Tequila at bre- for breakfast at Tropicana, which is somewhere that's been, I think, highly recommended to both of us for mm-hmm. a long time, and we'd just never done it. But uh, it was good. It was perfectly good. I thought it was tasty. If I ever went to Gilchrist and there was like a long wait, I would have no problem actually just going walking over to Casa Taco and Tequila and getting breakfast there. Was it mammoth portions? Uh, they were big, yes. They were quite large. <laughs> um, you know, which Gilchrist also is. But I mean, it was it was it's a lot more expensive than Gilchrist, right? And not quite as good, but it was still very good for what it was. In most of the other casinos, I think it would be the best breakfast place they have by uh, far. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that Trap has both Casa and Gilchrist. Like, that's... I mean, Borg has bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But is anywhere else even close? And bread and butter is like a counter. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a counter, and there's like three things you can get there. I mean, so Resorts has the Capriccio Buffet. I mean, not... Yeah, Buffet. It's like Weekend Buffet, which is highly, highly recommended. Dunkin' Donuts. It does have Dunkin' and Donuts. And Ruby's Dinette, which I've also gotten breakfast at. It also has Breadsticks, which has very good breakfast and very hit-or-miss service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Resorts does breakfast pretty well, but I don't know. We don't need to go down the list of every casino's breakfast. <laughs> every single place you can get breakfast. <laughs> That's going to be an entire special episode. But yeah, I mean, Trop is killing it. I, Resorts, I think, also has very good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, you know, clientele, the people who are at Resorts want their breakfast yes i mean when they wake up at 3 a.m they <laughs> get hungry at like 4 30 so. yeah. before they get on the bus and get yes. home before i'm even awake yes uh next food was piccalilli piccalilli after Despite i got there me saying like i'm not hungry i'm not hungry you and taylor were both apparently hungry so yeah, we, to went piccalilli got... we went and then i housed way more wings than you guys anyway so yeah so we got 25 wings yeah they were Excellent. I have to retract yeah. my previous sort of being Poo-pooing. very blah. I was I never poo pooed, but I just thought they were like okay, not great. They're amazing wings. They're excellent, excellent wings. So I've seen the light on the piccalilli wings. They're fantastic. They're they're pretty inexpensive. It comes with both the both parts of the wing, I guess. Yeah, they're really. It's good. like getting two wings for the price of one, basically. Yeah, it was a lot. Like twenty five. That's, that's a good amount of wings. Yeah. Um, definitely was not hungry for more lunch after that, although I did get fries at the next <laughs> You did get minute. fries, yes. Uh, Jay Schwartz came and met up with us at the Piccolilli, which was yes. proof that someone pays attention to the Twitter, so that was good. Took a very popular photo of us in our Facebook group. He did, yeah. So if you needed proof that we were there, Han. Uh, yes. <laughs> he checks Twitter, but not Facebook, apparently. That, that was in the Facebook group, yeah. Uh, so from Piccolilli, we went straight to Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. And we just sat outside. We didn't even look inside, which I realized after. Why didn't I at least go look to see what it looked like? Because I think it's probably actually kind of cool inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a nice day. We sat outside. It was very windy. Yeah. You took a picture of me looking very grumpy. <laughs> I did. Uh, and you taking a picture of me? We all got one beer. Yes. Like then... the wild folks that we are. The wild men. <laughs> and sat there for like, what, 15, 20 minutes? It was a very I sat stop. there for like 10 minutes. And then, yeah. And then you were gone. Yep. You know, I had fries, but they, you know, just a small, whatever, $4 side of fries. They, I ate yeah, like half of them, I think. But. They were good. Um, I would like to try more food there. The food looks good on the Yelp reviews, but hmm? not for this trip. Dinner that night, Kwai at the Caesars. Yep. Highly recommended still. Yeah, yeah. I think Kwai is always great. I've I've been twice now. Uh, 
Well, I always highly recommend all noodle bars. Like I said, I went to Eastwind last year, and I also thought that was pretty spectacular. So, Would you say you have high standards for Asian food? Uh, no, I don't think I'd say I have high standards for any food, but <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's legitimately good. I think if you were even more of a snob than me, I think you would still think it was good. Yeah, so I'm not a huge Asian food fan, but I have really enjoyed both my meals at Kwai, like maybe the two best Asian food meals I've had in my life. Uh, um, I mean, and that, whatever it is, the orange beef that we've gotten both times is fantastic. Like probably my favorite Asian dish that I've ever had. So I would highly recommend it. The ambiance is nothing to speak of. It's right off the Asian room at Caesars, but it is. As, that's where it should be. Yes, that's true. Uh, I never realized at Hard Rock that the Asian Room is sort of weirdly connected to the UU Noodle Bar. Like, I never made that connection in my walking through mm-hmm. that room, because we normally walk through the High Roller, the High Limit Room, the High Roller, mm-hmm. the High Limit Room to get to the Asian Room. Yeah. But you I can have, actually walk I, by. You cannot yeah. go out the back, too. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, it was funny when I walked by. Like, I was walking out the other way, and I saw these two tables, and I was like, I don't get it. Is it like a two-table noodle bar and then i looked through and i was like oh that's the uu noodle bar right there um so that's a story i'm sure everyone's super excited about hearing <laughs> it was it was just one of our best moments uh so that was kwai that was that night after kwai we all sort of split up split up taylor went and played poker at yep. the wild Wild west you went to tropicana to do your gambling yeah i did have to make some gambling there after i made some gambling at caesar's because I always try to put in a little play if I'm staying there so they don't hate me. So I don't get the Craigstone treatment. Yeah, I went and played a little bit at Caesars, and then I was like, ah, I want to be at the center bar at the Hard Rock, so that's where I went. So, I, if I'm not playing like 6-5 jacks or better, I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> it's 8-5 jacks or better. That's um, not bad, actually. It's yeah, better than I would have guessed. I'm sure a lot of people will say, like, oh, that's like highway robbery when you can be playing full pay elsewhere, you know. Let me tell you, you can also be playing, like, 7-5 elsewhere in a that's lot true. of places. So. Tr- Trop's video poker is just horrible. Uh, you can play, it's 9-5 in the high limit room at Trop. Yeah, that's true. It's not 9-6, but 9-5's not bad. There is zero nine six anywhere in the Trop at any limit, I don't think. Yeah, yes, that is correct. Uh, so one thing I'll say about the center bar, which I loved and still love, despite the less than stellar pay tables on the Jacks are better, is I always get very fast service there. I always seem to have like pretty good luck there for some reason. Like I'll be able to sit there for an hour and a half or two hours and break even which or mm-hmm. win, which is, you know, that's just luck, obviously. Uh, clearly the machines favor me because, you know, they I put, put my card in it sees who I am and it's like, this guy's a VIP. Um, but <laughs> this man keeps us in business between the hours of two and three thirty <laughs> in the morning. Um, yes. So I, I've never noticed before that the drinks are like incredibly strong there, but both the bartenders there this time were pouring just ridiculous pours. Yeah. I, I got, I was drinking bullet rye Manhattans and the one bartender, Nora, if you go and look for Nora, the pours are insane. Like she, I, I saw her pour into a, like the mixing glass, and I was just like, "That's way too much. Like this is way too much booze," which was great for the first one and the second one. But then once you've had two, you're like, clearly, I should just have a third and a fourth, and that was why the night ended poorly for me. <laughs> but it was fun. I still really yeah. love that bar. I mean, good. One of my favorite places to gamble in Atlantic City. Uh, and then I went and got gelato, which had a, yeah, a very brief stay in my stomach. T- taking a picture of on the Twitter. I saw it. 
Yeah, I, I barely even remembered that I got the gelato until the next morning when I saw Twitter that picture and I was you. like, oh yeah, I did have that gelato. And about 10 minutes after eating that gelato, I refunded that gelato, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which probably was, you know, for the better for my feeling the next day, <laughs> though I did not feel good the next day. Do you know what the mistake was? If you had gotten, instead of gelato, a toasted coconut donut, you would have been like totally ready to rock the next day. That's probably true. You'd be like, I have power now. <laughs> Give me a fifth drink like that. Please. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't have any toasted coconut donuts, which is really where I failed myself. And you got really sick, right? I wasn't like so There's horribly sick. A one-to-one correlation. That's a good point. Uh, toasted coconut donut power. Yes. So that anyways, waking up, not feeling good, going to Gilchrist of the Trop, which I walked, it's on the boardwalk, it's not that far, except it's actually past Tropicana. <laughs> yes. It's past the main casino of Tropicana. It's like 1.6 miles or something on the boardwalk. It was insane. Uh, so I got to, I wasn't even at Caesars yet, and I was like, I've been walking for a long time, and it's still a long way away. Uh, but I hoofed it, which, I don't know, maybe was not the worst thing for me after a hard night. Of drinking, hard, hard such a hard, drinking. such a hard night. You know, sitting at a video poker bar, li- mm-hmm. listening to amazing '80s cover bands, and drinking Bullet Rye Manhattan's. But Gilchrist, good as always. Pancakes, good as always. Ama- incredible, just just the best. I I ate the pancakes, and then I got home after the bus ride, and I was like, I wish I had more of those pancakes. <laughs> like normally, I at least get a day before I really like craving the Gilchrist pancakes again. But like by the time I was hungry. For, like, yeah. another meal, I was like, I wish I had more pancakes. I just They're wish that all I ever ate was Gilchrist pancakes. Absolutely incredible. I made pancakes tonight for my children and I, and they are just hot garbage compared to Gilchrist. You didn't so. just put, like, tons and tons of butter and oil in them or whatever it is yeah. that they do to make them the dense goodness that they are. Yes. They're not really that dense for his sort of... They're very moist. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the right word for them, I yeah. think. <laughs> as oily as they are. Um, yes this is not selling oily is another word this is not selling not you know selling them as well as i should it's one of those things you have to try them to they're incredible i mean they're just fantastic we've never been steered wrong by all the people who said gilchrist was amazing so anything else did you do any other i know you were hitting up all the cocktail bars after we left you were at trop yeah i had some drinks but that's it and i'm pretty boring just have beer it's noteworthy that you were able to get beer while gambling at the trap. I, yes, I, I was even in the Asia room, perhaps the place on earth that you're least likely to get a beer. Wow. Like way less likely than like, you know, I don't know, Antarctica, Saudi Arabia. But yes, the Asia room at Trop, the least likely place on earth. So maybe you got the drink service karma that I lost when uh-huh. I tried to get a cocktail at the full pay video poker at Caesars <laughs> that's right by the exit to the waiter waitress service door and yep. just couldn't get it. Like I kept pressing the order button and it would sit there for five minutes and then it would be like, your order cannot be processed at yeah. this time. You have been blacklisted because they know of the trouble you're in. Just like you probably got blacklisted at hard rock now. Yeah. And then you, they have a sensor on the toilet and they can tell when you just vomit everywhere. They're like, this oh, guy maybe. can't handle it. That's true. But then you put your card in and ordered the same drink that I tried to order. I tried to order three different drinks because I was like, well, maybe they just add something and they can't make it. It did. No. And yeah, then, I put in my card, ordered it. It came right out. I just gave it to you. It was weird, though, because then like later in the night, after dinner, that was before dinner, after dinner, I went back and I sat at a machine like 
two rows over and I put my card in and it let me order a beer. So I'm assuming it's just that one machine. Yeah. Just not, not dealing. Uh, which I should have just gotten up and sat at the machine next to it. Doesn't make any sense. Anyways, other people think these things in uh, real time, whereas I think of them days later. That's what right. I should have done. We've talked a little about the gambling in terms of video poker and mostly me getting drunk while playing video poker. Mm-hmm. I got ID'd twice, so you won the $5 bet that we made on Twitter of over under 1.5 times Easy, ID'd. Easiest money of my life. I'm actually surprised that, uh, that it was that little with you and Taylor being together. Two people who look very young. Yeah. So we both... Although one of the times you got ID'd, I was standing between you and Taylor, which I would think would lower it because I do not look nearly as young as you two, but... And then we all got ID'd. We all got ID'd. And I even tried not to give him my ID. And he was like, no, you need to give me your ID. So that was the craps table at Hard Rock, right? That's right. And then I got ID'd at the at the bar. bar at Hard Rock. And so I sat down and I ordered a drink. And he's like, hey, I just need to see your player's card and your ID. Because they swipe your player's card if you're playing uh, to comp you drinks. And so I was like, well, I don't know if that really counts. Because he may just need it to like know that I'm using my actual card. And then other people sat down and did not get ID'd. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's just me. <laughs> so that did count, and I owe you $5 along with a meal at Hard Rock. Yes, which you did not pay up on, and I paid both of my $10 bets. So I know. I'm just a delinquent. So You are. Yeah, I even stayed at Hard Rock. We spent a lot of time at Hard Rock. I still haven't paid that debt. And, you know, who knows when we'll be back in town. Never, as it would seem. Any other notable gambling? I do have to say that on another podcast I listened to, I don't know if anyone's going to care about this at all, but uh, there was a story of some guy who owed some gambling debts to like some other dude, and the other dude was always like, dude, you need to give me my money. And the first guy declared bankruptcy at some point, and then gave the second guy a note that's basically like, I've declared bankruptcy, you can never talk to me again about my debt, or I'm going to sue you. <laughs> and the first guy's like, dude, bankruptcy's for like paying off... like." creditors not settling your bank your gambling debts you are a scumbag <laughs> it's great so wow. i will think you're scum if you declare bankruptcy and then are like you can't talk to me about these debts anymore or i'm gonna sue you because i'm bankrupt okay well i have a strategy now yes so that's good so that sounds like a good a good path forward for you yeah having to declare bankruptcy to get out of paying me my five five dollars and a meal at the hard rock <laughs> can't do it yep. just declare bankruptcy instead uh, so I, I don't know about you. It seemed like there were a lot of $10 tables everywhere. Yeah. Table limits were pretty low for summer weekend. They weren't bad at all. Yeah. So that was, I mean, it's good for us. It was like five and $10 everywhere. Yeah. Including Caesars prop. Like, yeah. $15 pie got poker at Caesars. Surprising. Complain. Yeah. Can't complain about it, the limits at all. They were fantastic. So we played at the hard rock Asian room for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought the dealer was very good, very funny, personable. Did you think the drink service was a little slow? Yeah, drink service was really bad in there. Which is disappointing, because in the past it's been very good. I think we had like one hiccup where we were getting very good service, and then the waitress disappeared, and then yeah. once she came back we got good service again for the rest of the time. But yeah, I don't know. We I, I didn't get a drink the whole time. Um, uh, it was bad. So that kind of sucks. But I still really like the room. Cam, like I said, the dealer, Cam. She was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought the dealers everywhere at Hard Rock are really good, actually. We played they craps are. Yeah. a couple times. I thought the 
pits. I mean, was... I was at the table for like ten minutes because I <laughs> blew through a lot of money pretty much instantly. Yeah, but... I had a couple rough rough crap sessions there, but yeah, and actually Jay uh, played craps with Jay, who we met at Piccadilly uh, a couple times at Hard Rock because he was staying at Hard Rock also. But both times I played, or I think three times I played, I can't remember. Uh, the dealers were super super friendly. They were really good about like making it clear what you were betting and like clarifying and all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if it's that I am more comfortable as a craps player, or if they made me more comfortable. But I definitely felt more comfortable, I think, than I felt playing craps. Um, including, I was about to get mispaid, and I was like, "No, you owe me this." And I was, I just think this is the first time at craps I've That's, ever actually had to correct yeah, a dealer. I didn't think you had it in you to keep up with the game enough to be able to do that. Yeah, it was a pretty easy one. It was on a eight or six or something that I had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. So one funny thing that happened at the craps table is this guy, this really old guy next to me was like, seemed convinced that everyone was like trying to do whatever it was that was that they were doing, or like everyone was just a dice controller mm-hmm. because people would roll, like they'd crap out on the come out roll and he would be like, Oh, why did you do that? <laughs> um, getting like frustrated that people aren't hitting their points and like nobody was hitting their points at this table. And so, you know, I was kind of like rolling my eyes at him in my head not actually at him but i didn't it wasn't i normally i feel like that would have like flustered me a little bit but it just didn't bother me at all and so when i bought in it was right after this lady at the other end of the table had just rolled and sevened out and so he had said something about like oh she's been awful like she keeps like rolling and then sevening out rolling like sets a point and then immediately next roll seven out and i was like thinking you know obviously that's all luck doesn't mean anything and then so the dice make their way all the way around back to this lady and by that point, Jay had come over and he was like, oh, how, how's she been doing? And he's like, every time, hits a point seven, immediate next roll seven out. Uh, so I'm just thinking, like, watch her have this insanely long roll. And so she rolls, point is something like six or eight, something normal. Very next roll, first roll, seven out. <laughs> it's like, clearly this guy's a genius. And I should stop rolling my eyes at him and just bet whatever it is that he's betting. Uh, but I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so... That was my craps experience. It was very negative for me this trip. I think I would have been yeah. not even, but pretty reasonable, if not for two, two just awful craps sessions. Yeah. In terms of dollars per minute spent playing craps, it was a <laughs> very large negative number because yeah. I did not play very long and I lost quite a bit of money. Yeah, I mean, my my craps session on Saturday morning lasted like, I don't know, 35 minutes for a $200 buy-in, which is like not horrible, but it's That's not fine. particularly good. When we all walked over to the crap stable at Hard Rock, I had three hundred dollars, and I was gone in like fifteen minutes or something. That was brutal, though. That was just like everybody point seven out. Like nobody was yeah. even rolling that many times. I had two rolls on Saturday where I rolled like ten plus times, but uh-huh. never, never made a point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time I actually made a decent amount of money on myself because I had six and eight, and I rolled a bunch of sixes. I rolled like three or four sixes in a row at one point. Um, I didn't press them. Dr. Mike would be sad. Really, everyone yep. would be sad. And then, <laughs> certainly I am the king of pressing them up as well. So, And then I had another roll, which was my last, I was like, last roll, and then I'm out of here. And I didn't have enough chips left to do anything other than just... Point in some odds. Yeah, point in some odds. And so <laughs> I rolled like 10 times. There was a bunch of like twos and threes and twelves in there for some reason. Uh, actually, I was the first time I rolled, I was... The two and the twelve away from the all tall small, but five dollar five dollar minimum on the all tall small. So yeah, I didn't have any money on the. What's up with the yeah five dollar minimum? That's very strange for a ten dollar table, right? Yeah, it's really odd. It's it's it's, it's very odd. 
Especially I mean, like you're gonna get like way the, more action on it if everybody's quote it unquote full pay all tall smalls. So at least there's that. It's not thirty and one fifty. It's whatever thirty six and yeah, thirty four or something like that. But the, yeah. the the house edge is still really high. You'd think they would just right. want everyone putting a buck on it every time. Instead, mm-hmm. like most of the time, nobody was on it. But that happens. Yeah. Um, do you have any other gambling gambling tales to tell? Any interesting stuff happen? Uh, a trop uh, Friday night when I was playing Pi Gao, I lost three hundred dollars in tiles in like a half hour, which was stunning. Yeah, how's that even possible? I, th- I won zero bets, I think, and I lost whatever six or seven, seven, I think. Wow, it was great. That's incredible. I think that's happened. To me. I mean, it wasn't three hundred dollars, but that's happened to me once ever, where I had like a two hundred dollar buy in at a twenty five dollar table, and it was just like. Mm-hmm. Lose, push, lose, 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 push, lose, lose, and I'm out. Yeah, right. Like, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> so that uh, was great. Yeah, that sucks. Other than that, no, not too much interesting happened. Everything uh, else is like very even, other than that one crap session at Hard Rock and the uh, one tile session at Tropicana. Yeah. Uh, Taylor and I played some blackjack, which I haven't played blackjack in a long time. Played yeah, I played quite a bit of blackjack on this trip, too. I don't usually play a lot because like, you actively hate blackjack and like most other people don't really love it but taylor really likes it and i'm always happy to i mean i don't have any issues with blackjack so i played a decent bet i like it when i do well i just don't Uh like that you can be so i we sat down i think i lost like seven bets in five hands because of doubling and and splitting (laughs) Uh uh-huh and it was just like loss 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 and so i was immediately down 70 bucks 70 bucks sucks I think I was down 90 before I had even won a hand. Mm-hmm. And then just slowly, like the next shoe, just everything that went my way. And I ended up winning, I don't know, 125 bucks or something at that table. So so nice. I was sitting there down, like just losing every hand. I was like, this is why I hate blackjack. Like I should just leave. Like this always happens, whatever. And then after the rebound, I was like, blackjack's great. Like, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that volatility. I should play like more blackjack. What I don't like about blackjack. Um, mm. you know, sort of that volatility without really the opportunity for like a life-changing win. It's, I hate to break it to you, but it's really not that volatile in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, it's just that it's a fast game. It's pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you can go on a run where yeah. you get wiped out. You can also go around like I did where you win probably 20 of 25 hands or something. Yeah. But I played <laughs> pretty... quite a bit more blackjack this trip than I have in recent trips and I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. See, I played it, and I was like, "That was my fill of blackjack. I'm good for uh-huh. until right. next trip." This is why I never play blackjack. So, yeah. I mean, I'd rather play tiles if left to my own devices. So, like, I don't play it when I'm by myself because of that, and I don't play it with when I'm with you because you don't like it. So, yeah, I mostly prefer the video poker. That's what mm-hmm. I was looking forward to the most. This trip was just like uh, it's been a long time since I sat at a video poker machine, <laughs> cranked out some jacks are better. Yeah, that's. I did that at Caesars for a while. You know, I I sent you some pictures where, of the in like an hour session of the famous two dollar full pay jacks are better machine. Uh, I had two four of a kinds and yet still only broke even after like <laughs> an hour of play. That's good. Yeah, it was good. Had a lot of T credits though, so there's that. So they'll probably still love me. So here's a weird quirk that I do mm-hmm. when I'm playing any video poker, really. And it's especially fun for some reason at video poker bars when I'm sitting by myself and getting drinks is like, I'll get down a little bit. And then if I'm down one unit, I'm like, I just need 
two pair to get back to even. If I lose that, it's like, I just need three of a kind. If I lose that, uh-huh. I just need a straight. Like, I just need a flush. And then you lose that, and you're like, I need more than a flush. Like, uh-huh. And you lose, like, three more, and then you just need a full house. And so I don't know why that's fun for me, but just knowing, like, ooh, this will hit me back to even. That sounds just, like, awful. Like, it would ruin my life if that's how I was thinking. While it's I was not. Except I don't think of it in a stressful way. And the weird thing is, like, if I'm up and I get down to even, it sort of entices me to like bet again to like get back into that rhythm <laughs> where i'm like i'll bet and i'll be like hey if i just get to extra better i'll be even it's like i i want to like end on that win i think is part of what it is um so yeah it ended up working out when i broke even at that bar if i'm not looking to cash out soon half like usually i'll just have credits up so and like i don't like i just purposely don't do the math in my head even though the math is pretty easy <laughs> yeah so that i like obfuscate away the money part Oh, see, I, I don't do that. I, I I usually have credits up because I think, for some reason, I have it in my head that having the dollar amount up is bad luck. <laughs> uh, sort of. The funny thing is, like, I think in my mind it's like a don't count your chips at the table thing, which I always do, by the way. I always count my chips at the crafts table like every other hand, uh, every other roll. But I say that, but then I, I just said that what I'm doing the entire time is, like, knowing exactly what it takes to get back to even. Um so I don't know. It's a weird thing. If anybody else does that and, and is thinking about video poker in that way when they play, let me know. Because I don't know if that's like super weird or if that's actually pretty normal. But it's something I like about the game. To the point where I was playing at Hard Rock, like I finally sat down for my first video poker session, just not at the bar, at a normal video poker machine, also 8.5. And I was just like playing. I was like, ah, video poker. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm not doing the thing. I'm not doing the thing where I figure out what I need to be even. And it felt like I was doing less, having less fun than I could have been having. You're a strange person. Yeah, well, we knew that. So do you have anything else to talk about for this trip? No, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, it was a pretty even trip. I had two really just horrific short gambling sessions, the crap session at Hard Rock and the tile session at uh, Trop. But other than that, everything was like very even... It was a good time. Yeah. I mean, it might have been one of my worst, actually, but not, still not an amount that really bothered me that much. <laughs> Just because I don't gamble that much. Like, I don't gamble at very high stakes. So uh, so one thought that I had since we our last trip, notoriously long time ago, was a day trip where we spent pretty much the entire time at the Borgata. Yep. And then this time, we spent a lot of time at Hard Rock, and I stayed at Hard Rock. Was, you know, I said that I prefer Hard Rock to Borgata. And I was sort of thinking more about that since I spent more time at Borgata last time. And, Mm -hmm. like, do I still feel that Hard Rock is my favorite over Borgata? Mm -hmm. And and I think I do just because I feel like, as I've said, I sort of like the vibe at the Hard Rock. There's something... So for me, like, I... You know, it's pretty well documented that I really love the Asia Room there. But the main floor at hard rock is nice, but there's something about it. That's like slightly off putting to me. I thought that way at first because it's insanely bright for one thing. Yeah. But I don't think it's that. I don't know. There's just like, there's something about it. Yeah. Like as I've played there more, I've sort of liked it more. Like as I'm more familiar with it, I've liked it more, but I definitely agree. I think the thing about Borgata is like, it's, it's really set up so well, like the pits and everything. It, it really mm-hmm. like entices you to gamble and like the lighting and the decor and everything is just so well done at Borgata. And so what I was kind of thinking about was like, yes, I like hard rock more 
And I think the big advantage of hard, that Hard Rock has in my mind is that it's on the boardwalk, and I like to be on the boardwalk. But if Borgata was on the boardwalk, does that mean that I would only ever go to Borgata and not go to Hard Rock? And I, I think Borgata's nicer. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's the case that I would never go to Hard Rock. No, I mean, we go to all the casinos, really. Yeah, and, and in my head, I'm like, well, I, you know, I still love Hard Rock, and Hard Rock's just, like, I feel like my vibe and what I like. But uh-huh. if I'm honest with myself, like, if Borg was on the boardwalk, that is where I would yeah. <laughs> want to be. So I do think, you know, straight up, objectively, like, Borgata is... Oh, is, it's still the class of Atlantic City, no, no question about it. Um, but the, and the other side of that is Ocean, which I think is also objectively up there with Borgata, this is the second or third trip in a row where I've walked through Ocean and just explored it and enjoyed exploring the property and sort of looking at the interesting stuff uh, that they have up on the lobby level and and all that. And then, and I've just left without gambling because there's something, like I, I said, Borgata, there's something about the casino floor that just entices you to gamble and maybe it's that the dealers are great or who knows. There's something about Ocean where I like walk through there and I just don't, want to sit down and buy in at a table. Mm-hmm. And so like Taylor and I left and like, I didn't feel any need at all to gamble there. And so that's a bad thing when they are competing for sort of the bougie as fuck, if you will, same gambler type that Borgata has. I'd like if I'm just know. like walking through and leaving, I mean, it should it, it, like they by should sort be. of yes. classiness. It should be, but yeah, I don't know. I, that's, so, I feel like that's maybe their problem in a nutshell is that like me walking in and leaving without gambling is a sign. So I realized now I hadn't talked about my booking process at all. And certainly I had nothing booked by the, you know, before or by our last episode. <laughs> so I should talk a little bit about that. So it was like what Tuesday of last week, you know, like two days before our trip that I'm like, oh, maybe it's time I should start thinking about booking. Yeah, that's you should have thought sounds, about it earlier. Maybe sounds right. So the first thing I did is I called up Hard Rock and just checked in with them because I know you had gotten a free room there. And according to my online portal, I only had Sunday through Thursday, but I figured I'd call anyway and ask about Friday. But they said they could not do a free room on Friday. It was going to be 119 bucks or something like that. And I was like, eh, no, thank you. And so then I called up Resorts where I also had a free room, but this time sunday through friday so that should have worked but they said they were actually sold out of comp rooms on friday at least for the level player that i am (laughs) so that also didn't work and i ended up calling up ocean four or five times like during this period so the first time i called i got a message that said there was a 10 plus minute wait which is the maximum wait that it can be for their call center like the maximum wait that they will tell you yes yeah. it just says the wait is more than 10 minutes which i took to be a bad sign but they have a service where you can leave your number and they will call you back when they have an opportunity to i guess in theory so anyway i did that and never received a phone call so then i called up the next morning this would have been wednesday morning the day before going down there at like 6 a.m. because I'm like, I'll just do it outside of normal hours because, you know, I wake up early. It's not going to be a problem. And basically they're like, we're closed. We're open from like 9 to, I don't know, something or whatever. So I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> whatever. So I called it like 9.02 and then it was like, You're, the wait time is more than 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, come on. So I just was like, all right, fuck this. And just was like, it was just not happening. 
like this is ridiculous so that's when i i called up trop i was able to get a room for free there because i couldn't book online for some reason it was saying like it was overbooked or something and i booked online at caesars so that's how i ended up in the two rooms i ended up in but very bad ocean like you need to fix that situation i mean my pro tip for resorts is calling the morning of seems to have a pretty high rate of success although it's risky if you don't already have well booked. <laughs> the problem for me though wasn't like thursday night i could have booked it's that oh right like friday night was the thursday. problem right yeah that's true. right so yes, that's a good point i couldn't call the morning of because the following day was the problem and probably not everyone had canceled yet that was gonna cancel yeah that's true that's a good point didn't think about that so yeah I don't know. That's how I ended up in in Trop and Caesars and very bad job Ocean. So will this finally convince you? To but actually... anyway, when you and Taylor were like, "We're going to Ocean," I'm just like, "I am absolutely not going to Ocean." Which is interesting, right? Because we were pretty high on Ocean when we first when it first opened. We I liked Revel a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I really did enjoy Revel, but it's just like I don't know. Like it just left like an awful taste in my mouth that I, no matter what I did, I could not reach a human being in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I mean, and that's certainly the knock on Ocean in general. Since it opened, has been just the service in general is kind of yeah, lacking. Yeah, I mean, the service has been, has been <laughs> horrific. Like, all of my service experiences there have been bad. You know, we talked about opening night when we went. My service at the cafe inside was horrible. The drink service was bad. The dealers were very new. Uh, so, yeah, I've just, I've never had a good service experience there yet. Yeah, I mean, I think clearly I could not book a room no matter what I tried to do. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like the people who have status or who play in the high limit room really love it and, and get much better service. But oh yeah, of course, if you have a host or something, it's, I'm sure it's a non-issue. But yeah, for us plebeians that have to call the general line, like yeah, I could have probably just like sat on the phone for a half hour or 45 minutes or whatever, and That's what I would have been done. able to do it. But... <laughs> I have infinite time to sit on the phone. That's yes, you are a man with a lot of free time. Uh, so my other question is, will this finally convince you to actually book a comp room more than four nights in advance no. when you have it available to you and it's free cancellation and you don't have to worry about anything and there's literally no downside? I'm the laziest man alive. I will not book anything <laughs> more than like 24 hours in advance. Uh, even though it has burned you before and will burn it, you again. It, it, it was not a good weekend for it because yeah, like two weeks ago I checked and like everywhere looked great. And then... We were even looking at like what was happening with the CET prices, and though it was still comp for me, yeah, like, they shot up prices were like shooting up through the sky, like leading up into our stay. Yeah, I th- so I, I mean think the weather I... was the weather could not have been more beautiful. So I think a lot of people were just trying to make it happen for that weekend. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I mean, I really think that I totally lucked into getting the Hard Rock room when I did. <laughs> um, I like I'm guessing if I called even a week later, they would have been like, "No, man, get out of here." You suck. Yeah. Uh, so, but instead, they love me and I love them, and that's the story I'm telling myself. That's until right. The next time they don't give me a free room, and then I'm sad. It's very romantic. Uh, a great love story. So, next trip. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> we were talking. We. I. I think there's some some possibility of a day trip in the summer. Can you really do that though? You're going to Vegas in a month. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it probably need to be like late August. I mean that's I have some I'm around day trip. I feel like I have more flexibility. I could do I could do a like a yeah I could do a day trip. Um, yeah mid midweek day trip. 
Yeah, maybe. We need to pick a day. I have a lot of meetings. I like <laughs> skipping my meetings. The problem with Thursday and Friday is that I don't have a ton of meetings, so I don't get the maximum bang for my taking off work book. <laughs> oh, it's because you want to skip the meetings that you want. Yes, to yes, yes. I was yes, going to yes. say, yes. So the you can't. Are bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't commit <laughs> to anything that far ahead of time. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm like, I'd like to do a day trip though later in the summer, perhaps. Yeah, even if it's a little bit after Labor Day, that would be fine. And then we can do a a kind of early winter trip, late fall. Yeah, late August, first week of September. Ooh, I get random days off in September. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, hopefully late in the summer we can do it. Sounds good. I don't know, anything else you want to talk about? Or should we close this up? I have to go read Outsider's Guide to Las Vegas. Do my studying yeah. for the night. Good. Well, have fun in Las Vegas. I'm jealous that you will be there. We'll have a lot more things to talk about yeah we'll be talking about it in future future episodes for sure justin w asked if this if there will be a special bonus episode about the vegas trip uh sure it will be if you count a normal numbered episode to be a bonus episode (laughs) correct there will be a trip preview and a trip report you could do a live episode out there i could i won't but i could I don't think anyone else out there would be interested in assisting you. So I would Skype call you. Actually, that's and just not true. Make you super sad. Tucker would one hundred percent do a live oh, absolutely. With you in Vegas, like yeah, wouldn't even think twice. That'd be great. Yeah, make it so. Make it so great. Should. Uh, yeah. All right. So if you want to reach out to us or any of our other uh, followers, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our great t- content at do for win.com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and now Spotify in case you want to have ads served to you during our podcast that we see no revenue from. Uh, you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for win or me at Kyle Askin or send Craig questions at do for win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? So friend of the show, Paul S., Oh, yes, friend of the show. Thinks that we should get shirts with your entire sign-off in, like, six-point font printed out on the back. <laughs> he must have told that directly to you. He did not tell he me that. Friend of the Paul the show, Paul S. I think, I think that's a good idea. It's like he has a deeper relationship with you than me. I know. Which is weird, because he's just friend of the show. So. Right. Friend of the show, kind Paul of Stone. Strange no relation to me. <laughs> not put that in the group chat. But <laughs> yes, the group chat me and you are both in with him. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll actually, we'll, we'll, there's a lot of news that we need to catch up on. So, so we will, we will talk to you next week. Like I had to delete the picture of the gelato from my phone because every time I opened my phone, I'd see it and be like, I threw that up. I gotta, I can't look at that anymore. <laughs> That's great.